Hey folks, and welcome to Hey Adora, your queer She-Ra podcast. I'm Force Captain Mep, they them. And I am friend of Mara, Ashley, she, her, filling in for Princess Jenny as she is out on voice rest. But never fear, she will be back next episode. And we are here to discuss The Beacon, or I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. Directed by <laughs> Leanne Hughes. <laughs> Written by Catherine Nolfi. Storyboard by Mark Camelbeck, Mandy Clotworthy, Diane Hua, Angela Kim, and Sam Szymanski. Previously on She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, everyone was fucking sad. So sad. Right? Like, we were all very sad here. We were all very, everybody was very, very sad. And Etheria, we thought we lost Entrapta. Sad music, crying Adora all around. And we're still sad when we start this up. We are. We are still sad. Everyone is still fucking sad. Seahawk, the designated driver, is got is uh, driving everybody. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have made Seahawk a designated driver, but I apparently guess because he's. I think because he is a pirate, right? So he sails ships. So why would he not sail the skiff? Ooh, sail the skiff on the sea of the sky. Hmm, alliteration. But yeah, I guess that I guess that makes sense. <laughs> that and he did probably like the least amount of work in that last episode. So like everyone's tired and exhausted and he's like, it's fine, I'll drive. <laughs> it's fine, I'll drive. All I did was was uh be the inspector and yeet Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Kyle's like what, like sixty pounds or something? So that's you know, yeah. For a stra- for a strapping sailor as Seahawk, that's probably not really like it's like nothing, you know. Yeah, super easy to yeet. Kyle is easy to yeet. <laughs> oh, dude, we should totally make that a T-shirt. Kyle, easy to yeet. <laughs> but back to our skiff. So Seahawk's the designated driver. He's driving everybody through the forest. Everyone is wrecked. Of course, Adora is like, this is super my fault. And of course, Bo's our sweetheart of our sweetheart of Etheria Bo is like, it's not your fault. And um, Adora's like, no, it is my fault. And then Vermista kind of gives us the heartbreaking, heartbreaking. She gives us the, it's our fault because we were together, which spoiler alert, Vermista is the exact opposite of what the show is about. Right. And I was actually honestly surprised that Perfuma agreed with her so quickly. Yeah. Because Perfuma is such like a positive mm-hmm. um, force in the Alliance. And so... Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point because... And the, the exact words I have them here is Mermista's right. Being together makes us vulnerable. But she like very, very, you know... For like the last like what is it is it like fail safe or something where she's like keep your heart open you know and your vulnerability mm-hmm. is what makes you strong and it's like oh good job for a character arc perfuma right yes but yeah i thought that was i thought that was a pretty a pretty interesting little take there and you know so oh how the turntables there togetherness is yeah. not what happened and then we have Glimmer yep. coming in. Also, I know that in past episodes, y'all have talked about, like, she has good intent, but, like, her wording really yeah. needs a lot of work. And yep. she says, you can't say that. Right. And that's a command. That's not saying, like, we shouldn't think like that or, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't say things so negative like that. We have to stay positive. It's just... You can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the wrong choice of words. It, yeah, it's the exact, it's like, stop crying instead of like, 
you know, it's okay. You know, what do you, you know, because that's what I mean, that's what she means, right? But of course, you know, mm-hmm. it's Glimmer. Glimmer's a hothead. Her emotional palette is different than others. And, uh, you know, when she's when she's messed up, she tends to be a little more forceful. And uh, I love this part. Because it's like, Seahawk is just such a good boyfriend here. Mm-hmm. Mermist is just like, I don't want to be part of this anymore. Take me home. Seahawk, take me home. And he just, you know, he just looks at her and he's like, you got it. Let's go home. And like, yep. just the look that he gives her is just like. Anything you need. Anything you need right now. I'm here for you. Right? Like, sure, he's been, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he went through it with her, but like, he's here for her. And like, like, good boyfriend award, Seahawk. Yeah. You know? For sure. Good boyfriend award. Like, so go Seahawk. So, and then we kind of see, like, we have a visual montage here. Ugh, a sad one. Ugh, it's so sad. Okay, a couple of things about this. One, we, the part where we see Mermista go in, it's not like it's symbolic, right? She goes in, she closes the gate, and she wraps herself in, she wraps herself in, like, a whirl, like a, like a, a cyclone. And then it cuts immediately, this is beautiful cut, to the same shape that we have of Perfuma. Um, visually mm-hmm. nodding to the fact that, you know, Perfuma is also closing off, even though she's making, like, topiaries, you know, topiary sculptures of right. a fallen hero. But, you know, the, the the parallel there, the nod there, you know, the, the movement there is that, you know, everybody's closing themselves off. And then we go to Frosta, who wasn't even fucking there, right? But princesses talk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she does the same thing with her kingdom. She just closes it up, so. The whole castle, yeah. She, she really, like, closes everything out. Yep, like, that shit is on lockdown. So then we go back to Bright Moon, and we see them walking down the hallway. Yep. And we get to see Angela for the first time. And I have to say, I feel so bad for Angela. Right? This entire episode. Right? And I understand that Glimmer doesn't want her to see her glitching, Mm -hmm. and that she feels like a failure, and she's ashamed. Right. But- her tone with Angela is awful. Like, she thought she lost her daughter. You could be a little bit nicer and still avoid her, you know? Like, you don't have to be so mean, Glimmer. I, I mean, I get that, but, like, it also reminds me of, like, when you're, like, when you're, like, a teenager and your mom, like, you know, like, she catches... I know. You, you know what I mean? You know what I mean. I know. I was Glimmer. Yeah. <laughs> In some ways, I'm still Glimmer, so <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. I just feel awful for Angela. I know, me too. I think that's what being an adult is, right? Like, un- I know, feel- right? Feeling how awful it is and stuff. Like, like, if you drink too much and you wake up the next morning and you're sick and your mom is like, I'm super glad you're not dead, but you're in so much fucking trouble. And you're like, whatever, mom, I'm fine. Blah, you know? Right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, Angela is just like has been worried sick super thrashed like wants to know how her kid is glimmer is being you know grumbly i'm fine like don't give me the attention gronk 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 um one of the things that i wanted to mention is that we kind of the the shot when they come in we see the the bright moon um guards and the shape is beautiful they look Mm -hmm. almost like like the their cloaks and their hair with the plumage they almost yes. look like they're um like 
eagles or falcons or some sort of like protective yeah. bird of prey that is like standing there and also nods to of course like their queen is literally a fucking angel with wings right so like right so they look like they look like they are uh, wrapped in wings that are ready to you know open at a moment's notice for ass kicking talon right. taloning i don't know <laughs> that's what eagles do right they talon yeah is, is that like a that is that, sure yeah like that's a that's totally a fucking verb that i didn't just make up yeah looking majestic as fuck fucking, standing there yeah dude majestic fucking fucks <laughs> yeah so glimmer's all everything's fine it's fine it's great i'm fine everything's fine glimmer says that throughout the entire thing so i have a quote i have actually a part of a quote uh, around the word fine, which was sent to me by a sweetie Ooh. today. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's from the poet uh, Andrea Gibson. And the full quote is, let all the walls collapse at your feet. Scream timber when they ask you how you are. Fine is the suckiest word. It is the opposite of here. Interesting. So Glimmer's got to obviously read more poetry, but also it's very right. much <laughs> get your ass educated. But also like it is the, you know, Glimmer is the opposite of here. Every time she's fine, she's literally pushing people away. Like, right. And yeah. almost every time she says it, she glitches out, which mm-hmm. we learn is actually hurts other people. Like when Bo goes to comfort her. Right. It's, yeah. It's I not just her. So she's literally pushing everybody out by saying she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. And is, you know. Obviously not fine. Yeah, I I actually wondered um, rewatching this if it was almost like related to stress. Oh, like a- like when she started glitching, because like when she was calmer, you know, it was fine. But like when when she um, there was something later that she did that stressed her out. I think it was like trying after they um, were like trying to get in her bed and they couldn't reach it and mm-hmm. like. Adora was like, you're getting worse. And then she glitched. Mm-hmm. And then later when she's fighting with Angelus, she glitches really hard. Yeah. And so then I started wondering if it wasn't like correlated to her mood. Oh. But, I mean, there's no other evidence other than my own like thought process. Well, it's very interesting you said that because when you were talking that through, it actually kind of sparked something in my brain that this is, you know, another um, – so. So travel with me on this on this this exploratory journey of uh, metaphorically processing an idea. Let's go. We have seen Adora's trauma made manifest, you know, uh, as shadows, right? So we've mm-hmm. seen Adora's trauma, which is like a past trauma that was, you know, the metaphor of it was the shadows. We've seen that, and we haven't seen Glimmer experience personally trauma before, like a major. Right loss where she has to grieve like her father her father died died Mm -hmm. prior right before so she didn't really have like a like a memory of it the the trauma that she has is the trauma that's inherited from her mother for it but Mm -hmm. in terms of having to grieve somebody she's never experienced that and here she is you know not only having to grieve uh, a friend like a, a comrade and a friend but also the guilt that's there Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. this ties into what you were saying because this is glimmer's trauma manifesting and it's it's um it's not the trauma of the past following her it's the trauma of the now kind of exploding out at everybody right like and like literally like making her unable to perform her most base tasks she can't teleport she can't get upset. Like these are like very glimmer things. Um, and every right. time she says she, and, and you know, the way she handles it is very much, 
um, how a lot of people handle their own trauma, where they say they're fine and they push it down inward. And you can only push it down for so long before it, you know, completely glitches you out and fries you out. I don't know. I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, Not no. me personally. Yeah, I have yeah, no. no idea. No, <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. You know, you're fine. We're fine. Nothing's going on. Nothing's I have going no on. I idea what you're talking about. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. So, yeah, I feel like that's, um, I feel like that's a thing. Yeah. But yeah, let's keep an eye on that while we go through because, you know, like many of my theories, they could fall short or like many other of my theories, they will be brilliant and lauded by by the people. And if you love my theories, you can write to us at heyodoracast at gmail.com because I love praise. And we love emails. We do love emails. So I do think that this is a good plan that she has, though. Which one? I think it's understandable right away not wanting to tell Angela and to wanting to go to recharge mm-hmm. and see if that helps right. get some rest see if that feels better no need to worry her fair. if it's going to be easily fixed that is so fair. i do understand uh, the initial intent of this not telling angela mm-hmm. yeah i mean that makes sense and you know and and glimmer's also very proud too she's like no it's fine you know just let me let me deal with this right now again i wouldn't know anything about that yeah so yeah i don't i don't disagree it's not the worst plan and it's a very teenager idea to do that do it like that too but like yeah you know she's you know a teen yeah she's a teen she's also acts younger too so right so dora and glimmer and Bo are talking they're being best friend time Glimmer's like, blah, 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 mom, I'm fine, whatever. Let me go hang out with my friends. God, jeez. You're crushing me. You're cr- <laughs> Why would you leave me alone, mom? God, slams door, you know. And Glimmer's obviously in pain, but still won't tell, you know, Adora and Bo that. And, you know, Adora was there and was like, exposition Adora. Shadow Weaver did something to your powers. You can't teleport. And whatever that she did, it keeps happening. Glimmer doesn't want to freak her mom out. She, you know, she could take care of it. She's fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. She for- no worries. Yeah, no worries. Everything's fine. She'll recharge. She'll stop glitching. Mom never has to know that anything bad happened to her. She doesn't have to worry. She has her own things to think about. She'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Now we're at the fright zone. And yeah, Hordak is chewing out Shadow Weaver. Yeah, she is. She's getting it. Yep. He says, um, all you did was invite attack from an enemy combat with detailed knowledge of our operations. If I had known, I would have never agreed to your foolish plan. <laughs> and then we get fucking Catra and Scorpia. Catra being like, hey, yeah, bad plan. And Scorpia being like, wasn't that you? <laughs> and Catra's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> Because, like, Scorpia is, like, Scorpia's, <laughs> like, Scor- you know, we're kind of going on the theme of, like, you know, being delinquents in, in high school, right? And Scorpia's, like, kind of the the good kid that hangs out with the delinquents but doesn't understand that they're doing bad shit. They're like, maybe you should smoke over here, guys, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Scorpia, sweet baby Scorpia, come on, man. Is that marijuana you're smoking in the parking lot? Oh my god, exactly. Hey guys, I heard we're gonna drink some beers tonight. In the middle of like (laughs) English class, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, I love Scorpio. 
<laughs> I love her so much too. She's so good. Favorite uh, character. Oh, she's the best. So we're gonna talk so much about Scorpia later because this is a great Scorpia episode. There's some great fucking Scorpia yeah. in this episode. I feel like we might also need a Scorpia bonus up. Oh hell yeah. Oh hell yeah. Sweet baby Scorpia. I love it. Sweet baby Scorpia, gym teacher, best friend of the horde. She's a total gym teacher guy. She's like, hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. This is my dog. Let's do some sit-ups. Like, you know. <laughs> yes. I love her. She's great. Like, why don't you come over to a cookout? Me and the wife are going to be making some burgers, but the wife's a vegan. You know, it doesn't even say the word <laughs> vegan. Like, my wife's a vegan, so she's going to make some portobello mushroom caps. It's like... <laughs> That was perfect. I love you, Scorpio. Such an amazing, uh, yes. uh, amazing gym teacher lesbian. It's fucking great. Um, but a big thing here is that Hordak learns that Adora is She-Ra and that Shadow Weaver knew it the whole time. Mm-hmm. And like, and she tries to talk her way out of it. Yeah. She's like, you know, this is why it was such a big deal for me to get her back here to the Fright Zone. Yeah. And it's like, well, why didn't you just fucking tell him? Right. Like, she's Shira. We need to get her back. Right. Like, hey, by the way, she's like you were... an ultimate weapon. I'm gonna go do right. this. Right. Yeah. And instead, she was being fucking shady as shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Shadow Weaver, shady. Ah, here we go. In the shade. Ah, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Fuck her. She's the worst. Uh, but, she is the worst. But we, we all knew that. So, so we have that. Catra's like, hey, you dumbass. What is this? We see eyes glowing in a vent. Who's there? Who could it be? Who could it be Not now? Not anyone who's dead. No, no. Why would I? <laughs> <laughs> Who could it be? Not a dead person. <laughs> oh. So we're back on Bright Moon. Glimmer's, you know, Glimmer's trying to reconnect and charge in the Moonstone Chamber. Bo is so nervous. He's so worried about her. Oh. And it breaks my heart. I know. Such a good In friend. In like a good way, though. Oh, yeah, totally. And Bo is such a good friend. Yes, absolutely. And Adora, I feel like she is too distracted trying to figure out what she did wrong and what she can do to even really comprehend what the hell is going on around her at Brightman right now. Uh, yep. And also is just being a dumb jock who's like, I can yes, fix is. this with a sword. <laughs> Good job, Adora. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you can't fix it yeah. with a sword. Good try, though. Good try. Good try. A, a, a plus for effort. And and Bo, is, you know, so we see that that doesn't make any, that doesn't hurt, you know, help at all. The the Moonstone makes it worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this part's great. So when Angela flies up to the chamber to see what everyone's doing, the moon, the Moonstone chamber, and they all do, the three of them do the cheesy, like, everything's fine face, where it's like... You know, yes. like the very cartoony people have their like hands on their, you know. We their... have our life together. Yeah, exactly. We're cool. Their chin resting on their, their two fists ah, with yes, like the anime exactly. eyes and stuff. Everything's fine because that's the, you know, <laughs> the theme of the episode. But before that, when Adora sees that she's coming, mm-hmm. her face of panic cracks me up every time she's like oh my god guys we have a problem (laughs) (laughs) right she looks so and the way dopey the way that glimmer shoes the like sparkles that are lingering around her she's like should we we can't let her see me like this and she like shoes all the sparkles away (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It gets me every time. Yeah, because it's like they're smoking weed up there. It's like, fuck, no exactly, one's going to notice, yes. you know? Clear this out real quick. Okay, okay take that, you know. <laughs> Burn the Nog Chamba. Like, <laughs> I got, okay, so I got the toilet paper roll and I got the fabric softener thing over it. <laughs> you can't smell it because it cancels it out. You just blow it out the window. That never yeah, worked. A couple of Febreze hits after. <laughs> Febreze. <laughs> Listeners, can you tell that Ashley and I were reprobates? (laughs) Complete and total reprobates. Um, But it is like that. You know, it's like the don't let mom see. Everything's fine. We got to cover this up. So Glimmer's like, oh, that's a girl. Just recharge in private. Uh, And they were like, we're just leaving now. And, you know, all Angie wants to do is talk to her kid. I know. That kills me. Like, of all the lines, I feel like throughout the whole thing that's the one that gets me with angela she's like i just want to talk like just have a conversation with me i'm a lonely mom who doesn't have a husband anymore you were gone for like days just talk to me just talk to god Ugh, ugh, that kills me damn it glimmer when are you going to have adult perspective like ashley and i have (laughs) (laughs) well she does pretty good by the end of the series she does she does so want to go back to the Fright Zone? Because I always want to go back to the Fright Zone. A hundred percent. Awesome. So we're we're kicking it with with uh, Sweet Baby Catra. They're hang, hanging out with Scorpia. And they're doing a little bit of a little bit of a walk and talk. And we're doing a little exposition. Hordak really let Shadow Weaver have it. Did you see the look on her face? <laughs> Shadow Weaver. And then my favorite line, my favorite Scorpia line of the entire episode. When she says, I mean... Well, I think it's hard to tell with the mask and all, <laughs> which I think is probably way more of a relatable quote than they ever thought it would be. <laughs> huh. But post pandemic, I feel like. Oh, yeah, shit. Super hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Damn, I didn't even think about it like that. But yeah, it is kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah, so we see a little robo buddy following following them. They don't don't pay attention, you know. Did you see Catra's ear <laughs> when Emily first shows up and she makes those little noises? Her left ear, it would be the one on the right on the screen. Mm-hmm. It does a little like flutter, like what what oh, is this? Like like a kitty? Aww. Yeah, like a little kitty. I specifically wrote down Catra's ear. Exclamation <laughs> <laughs> point. Yeah, because this part is like, so this part right here, so Catra's like, you know, saying, you know, talking about how Shadow Weaver, you know, stole stole her plan, but then she's, you know, using her cat-like senses to detect. And then this is where it gets weird because this is like one of the few times, like, they kind of abandon this, like, going later into yeah. the seasons. But uh, in the beginning of the show, in the first season, they do kind of lean a little bit more into the cat stuff. And she's like literally like on all fours, like sniffing, like being a cat. And I'm like, all right, all right. Do you think, sweet baby cat? And so is Scorpia. (laughs) She says, yep, 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 yep. That is concrete. Yeah. (laughs) In a total, that is that. I love the way that that's delivered because it is also just like maximum Scorpia as your totally awesome gym teacher. You're like, yeah, good job, team. Good hustle. Good hustle. Yep, yep, yep. Good hustle. So supportive. Yep. Yep. So supportive. Yep. Yes, that is concrete. Yeah. Yeah. You're on to something. And... 
Catra opens up the great, you know, the great, and da 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 da. <gasps> Entrapta. She's alive. She's very alive. Mm-hmm. She's totally fine. <laughs> she is having the time of her life. Yeah, she, right. She's stoked. She just jumps. I was like, hi. Yeah. So then we go back to Brightman. Oh God, this. So this is probably one of the saddest things, uh, the saddest parts of the episode, and one of like the saddest character beats for Adora um so far yes and it's delivered in the same way that like so many of her dramatic her traumatic um you know like we were talking like we've talked about i think we talked about it in shadows of mysticore when you're you know when you are so steeped in these types of situations that are so deeply traumatic you normalize them mm-hmm. and when she's asked hey what do you do you know what do you do when you have a cold you know, Glimmer just asks us, hey, maybe I have a cold. I've never been sick before. So we learn that, you know, Glimmer has an immortal mother. So she has a mutant healing factor. And like, what do you do when you have a cold? And Adora stands straight up like a soldier and says, remain out of sight. Yes, without missing a beat. Yep. And it's like, whoa. And it's so heartbreaking. <laughs> it's so heartbreaking. And like... And Amy, like the her... What what a good acting moment too. Oh. The way that she reads the line what? Mm-hmm. Like just the tone, the it her voice doesn't really break, mm-hmm. but it kind of like softens in the middle of the word. Yes. And it's just like ugh, it just it kills me every oh, time. It's so because it is that like it, it it start you're right. It starts off with the like what do you mean and then ends with the like did I do something wrong? You know, and it's and that's exactly what it is. And then she moves into the displays of physical weakness are strongly discouraged. And then Mm -hmm. she does the Adora thing where she like it's her fault. Right. Internalizes. Yep. And it's just like but the way that it's delivered, you know, it's light, you know, like once again, Amy fucking crushing it here. Yeah. Like just it's delivered in a way that has that's funny, but is layered and ugh. So, so, oh, God, Adora, what did they put you through? Horrible. So much. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so fucking sad. Um, and then, of course, you know, she's she's uh, more like punch out your feelings guy. So she starts punching the fixtures and, you know, Bo comes in and is lovely. Bo is really, really, in this scene in particular, he is trying so hard. To hold it together for everyone. Yeah. Well, this scene and the scene later when mm-hmm. we come back. Mm-hmm. Just really, really trying to, like, keep Adora focused and, like, comfort Glimmer and, like, hold everything all together. And I was like, wow, he really is the heart, isn't he? He really is. Aw. And it's, like, right there. Aw. But he's definitely really exacerbated in this. And this it's this is a yes. really funny – it's another one of those – parallel you know emotional like scenes where it's really funny but it's really sad and the balance of it is so well it's so well written and it's so well acted the balance there is really it's really marvelous like you know kudos to marcus and to karen and to amy for just like acting the shit out of the scene like really really well done because glimmer okay so bo's like uh going through the list liquids rest soup got it that also sounds awesome so glimmer is like cool i'm gonna take a nap uh i'll be great because you know soup sleeping sleeping in soup that's how you cure anything absolutely so i've cured most things is just sleeping in soup 
but she can't teleport to her bed. <laughs> okay. All right. This bothers me. Cause like in the, was it, I think it's in Raz, right? We see that there's like platforms. Yeah. And she bounces up yeah. and they're not they're, there anymore. Like what the so fuck? What happened? Right. It's like, did they disappear? Are they only there psychically? What the, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. Inconsistencies, people stay consistent with your plots. Also, we have like a giant sword lady that's too consumed with <laughs> trying to figure out how to fight with the sword over in the corner, then turn into a giant sword lady and put her friend up in her bed. That is fu- That's legit. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, good job, Adora. Every time I see that scene, I'm like, Adora, you could help. <laughs> Little old Bo is trying to like boost her up into her uh, bed when you could probably just easily do it. <laughs> Just, yeah, just like toss her up, you know, just like Seahawk yeet her up there. Yes, yeet her up into just her nap. yeet her up into her nap. But like, okay, seriously though, like, it's not like her, like, everything in the room isn't like luxurious and comfortable. And who doesn't love a good, you know, a good sick nap on the couch, right? Right, yeah. A good nap on the couch. So wackiness ensues here. And then meanwhile, like you said, Adora is just being a sore dumbass. Being the dumbest jock ever here. And <laughs> Adora's like, this is getting worse. It's not going to run its course. You know, you need to be healed. And Glimmer's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And Adora's like, look, you got sick because of dark magic. And, uh, you know, we can heal you. You know, maybe I can heal you. Shira, heal the trees in Plumeria. And Poe was like, <laughs> not really, dude. And <laughs> and then Adora's like, well, uh, she fixed the Seagate. <laughs> and Bo says, well, Glimmer's not a piece of machinery. And you don't know how to fully control She-Ra's powers yet. Yeah. Which is like, ouch. Yeah. And Adora's like, takes that as a challenge. Yeah. And of course, so does Glimmer. Glimmer's like, hey, that's great. She-Ra's going to fix me. We'll be fine. How hard can it be? Once again. Doing the thing where Glimmer's like, yeah, sure, you can do it. How hard can it be for somebody else to do this incredibly difficult thing that no one exactly. can actually ever do? And Bo's like, did anyone hear a word I just said? Right. <laughs> and of course, Adora just jocks right in there, for the honor of Grayskull. Blah. And Bo's just like, oh, my friend is such a lesbian disaster. <laughs> so we're back at the Fright Zone, which always makes me happy. And Entrapta. Entrapta gives no fucks. No, she does not care. She's like, cool, I'm here, fine. Like, she's using her hair to unlock. She's like, she's trying to, like, hack open the, um... Yeah. Her wrist, which is fucking Shackles. great. And <laughs> Catra comes in all puffed up and is like, prisoner. Scorpia is like, once again, that friend of yours <laughs> that just, like, you know... Completely oblivious. Completely, well, that's Entrapta. Good hustle, kids. Like... Catra's like, I know her fucking name, Scorpia. God damn it. Catra's <laughs> totally that friend. Jesus Christ, shut up. <laughs> I just, I really, every time Scorpia says something this episode, I just want to have her go, good hustle, kids. Good hustle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. So Catra's like, shut the fuck up. I know her name. And then she's like, ugh, you know what? No, you know, no one appreciates setting a good scene around here. And then it's like, Hordak, <laughs> you know, like, and then Hordak, you know, said that I have to interrogate you. So, you know, and then it's trying to be puffed up and tough. And 
I don't buy it. Yeah. I super She's don't like, buy it. I don't care what it takes. Yeah. I'm going to get the truth out of you. And Trap is just like, what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she grabs the, the taser and is like, cool, I want to play with this. It totally throws at Catra out. Because, like, the best way to, like, kind of... I've been in tough situations with people before. And I found that the most practical, like, the best way to get out of that situation is to totally fry their circuits by being the weirdest yeah. person possible. <laughs> Yes. Like, you know, I've avoided being mugged before by just like throwing my bag on the ground and started screaming and talking to myself. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you just have to be fucking weird. You fry their circuits. They don't know what to do. So, and that's kind of, but Entrapta just does that. She's like, oh, cool. What's this? Yes. Gives no fucks, like picks up the taser, like totally fries Catra's circuits. And it's completely natural. That's just like part of who she is, which is, I just fucking love it so I much. know. <laughs> she's the best. I love her. So... So she fucking fires the weapon, you know, ceiling starts to collapse in. Scorpia, like, you know, just wraps Catra up and protects her. And <laughs> Gay moment number one. It's a pretty, is a pretty gay moment. It's gayest moment number one nominee from both of us. We all know that you all know that we know that we kind of know that sometimes I know, but most of the time we both know. <laughs> AKA gayest moment. And uh, that is yes. sweet baby Scorpia. Using her exoskeleton, wrapping Catra up in it to protect her quote-unquote best friend from yeah. being completely crushed to death by rocks. Her favorite gal pal. Her favorite gal pal. Just two gals being pals. Good hustle, Scorpio. Good hustle. And then we get, um, why were you hiding in the fright zone? And, you know, and trapped to just tells her like yeah. oh i was here with my friends i got lost i get lost sometimes i figured i'd make it easy by just staying exactly where i am they're gonna come back and get me and the line delivery of they left you and the way that her face falls i'm like for that split second before the right before the manipulation starts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she identifies and feels horrible for entrapta and you can tell by that one line and yep. that one shot and it's so short yep. that i had to rewind it two or three times and watch it back because it's such just a small little clip of her saying that and you get to see her face drop and it's just like yeah Ugh. and she gets it uh, yeah. and she turns that straight around and yep. uses it <laughs> yeah yeah because you know you don't show weakness in the horde um, but I, yeah, I have that run written down too. And she, she does also start to do the catcher thing where she over identifies, but like, that is actually, I completely agree. It is a moment of empathy and it is a moment of tenderness. And, you know, when Trapped is like, no, they're going to come back. And then <laughs> I love this part when, uh, she, she just gets out of the fucking shackle. She does not care. She just, there is, there are no fucks given. She just like unhooks herself and is like oh hey you know my friends they're my friends they'll be back and she gets out she goes up to scorpia like she's walking around at this point and everyone's like what and she's like oh she your tail secretes some kind of paralyzing agent could i have a sample to study <laughs> and grabs and grabs her tail and grabs her tail and scorpia's like you cannot touch another woman's tail without asking which i also had as kind of a gay moment too i also had counterpoint perhaps maybe don't go around hugging everybody non-consensually mm. if you don't want other people to non-consensually touch your body scorpia oh interesting interesting yeah scorpia does kind of have a problem with physical boundaries mm -hmm. um and while it is 
a bit more on the benign side than others can be, it is still problematic. Like, ask someone if you want to hug them. It's not that hard. So here's another one of my gayest moments. So Catra goes in for the um, Catra goes in for the manipulation and starts to like definitely do this is some like femme fatale villain stuff right like she goes in and starts playing on the sensuality of the situation where she starts like you know wringing her fingers through and trapped his hair and not paying it like looking off and just being like you know like a cat like she's teasing she's teasing her prey like a cat right now which is so which is what she knows how to do she's not going to go in with a laser and be like shut up i got this i'm tough she's going to go in and tease her prey like a cat and like a cat get the prey to do what they want before she strikes so she goes in and she teases and she's like they left you behind and they're not coming back and then of course it's fucking catra so she like you know personalized he's like takes it way too seriously and is like isn't that just like adora she left me behind too we're like we get it dude you know, like I was nothing. And then Scorpio, of course. That was eight episodes ago, Catra. Get over Get it. Get over it. That was eight whole episodes ago. Damn. Your girlfriend dumped you. Move on. So she pulls out her recorder to see what hour it is. And it's hour 45, which is too many hours. Too many hours. The angry feline mm. person <laughs> seems to be correct. Uh, oh. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm and she says it's hard to. It was hard to tell in the walls. Oh, which threw me back to Buffy, restless. Yes, <laughs> with Joyce in the walls. Yeah, and so like she was just as soon as she said it was hard to tell in the walls, my brain said a mouse is tickling my knees. <laughs> I, she's learning how to play mahjong. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Oh Buffy. And then, freaking Catra wipes in Trapta's tear with her tail gayest moment nomination <laughs> oh that is gay oh that's like kind of sexy yeah she's like walking away from her and swipes the tear away with her tail as she walks by damn catra all right that's hot i'm not gonna lie that's that's pretty hot because <laughs> catra's got that swag right and she just like yeah and he's like, all right, girl. It was okay. so smooth. Fuck. Okay, dude. Um, and Catra is like, you know, you don't have to pretend you're not, you're something you're not with us. And that's kind of true. Like, Catra sees her for her value, but yeah. doesn't ex- have expectations about her having to be anything other than herself. She's like, and you see that. She's like, you want to be your weird self? Cool. What do you need me to get you? Like, mm-hmm. you do you, like, yeah, you're useful to us, but it was the same thing with the Rebellion. They were like, Entrapped is useful to us, you know? Right. But they were kind of- Except for they were judgmental about it yeah. the whole time. Exactly. Whereas they're in the Horde, they're like, dude, you want to be a weird nerd? Come play. We want that. We love, you know, we love that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Entrapped is like, I've made more progress on my work in secret than my whole non-secret life out there. And, you know, she's like in love with the tech- she built a robot friend, and we get to meet Emily. Oh, and she busts through like the goddamn Kool Aid Man. Oh, I have that written down too. I'm like Emily says, <laughs> "Oh yeah, oh yeah." <laughs> Bust through like the fucking Kool Aid Man. <laughs> Only instead of Kool Aid, it's lasers. <laughs> Oh my god. And then sweet baby Scorpio, once again, protecting Catra. I got you. 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 That was another gay moment that, for yep. me. 
pretty much all of the moments with Scorpio. Yeah. Are pr- pretty fucking gay. And Catcher's like, they have no idea who they have left here in the damn fried zone. Yep. And they don't. They don't. They really don't. Because they never took the time to really get to know her. Yep. And she or what f- she was capable of, truly. Yo, she fucks shit up. Mm-hmm. She fucks up the planet. Yeah. She's smart as fuck. She's smart as fuck. I watched ahead to the Battle of Bright Moon and like, that episode's intense. And Entraps is just like, hee hee, I broke the world. Hee hee. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, dude. But- yeah. They do, like, Bo does, and uh, obviously Bo was like closer to her the whole series, but- there's a moment when she thinks that she can unchip everybody just from her computer. And Bo's like, Entrapta, you're a genius. Keep working on it. I'm going to go do this. And I'm like, finally, someone is like, re- like, and it's the last few episodes. Yep, yep. It's like, finally, someone is recognizing and like appreciating what she can bring to the table. Yep. Like, it's just, ugh. Yeah. And- I have a lot of feelings about the way that Entrapta is treated, which yeah. we have talked about. We absolutely have talked about. And um, she's awesome. I love Entrapta. But now we go back to Bright Moon, where we see our completely <laughs> dumbass protagonist of the show, right? Like, we have, like, the most brilliant person on Etheria, like... You know, it's like, I built a robot in the walls, in the dark. And then we have, you know, our, you know, our hero <laughs> being like, shoving a sword in her best friend's face, saying words that are Shira like you know? It's <laughs> And she, like, the way that she says heel glimmer is very, like, whale, whale soundy, like, heel glimmer. <laughs> it's so good. It's so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. And Bo's like, hey, no, sharp objects. Oh my god. Of course, Glimmer escalates and is like, why don't you point it at me? And Bo's like, mm, we don't, let's not point sword at our friends. And of course, ugh, Adora's a dumbass. And Glimmer's like, maybe a jab or a strike. And Bo's like, do you want to get hit with a sword? And also, like, when we when this scene very first starts, we get like just a cl- like a quick little glimpse of Bo sitting by the window, and every muscle in his body is tense. Yes, he's like, and he has his hands like folded, and he's like, yes, yeah, yeah. He is like completely uncomfortable. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, he is. He is deeply uncomfortable. Um. So. <laughs> And he's just like, this is, he, it's because he's not like, my friends are dumb. He's like, my friends are like, oh my God, my friends are fatally hurt dumb. each other. Yeah. Yeah. So Bo's like, am I the only one that cares about sword safety? That line specifically. No, not that line. At the end when he says sword safety after she throws it. Uh, Marcus Scribner. Chef's kiss. Oh, right. So good. Such an amazing delivery. So good. And I love how his voice cracks. I mean, that's, you know, yes. the actor, but like the crack of the voice just like pushes it over the top. It's so good. It's perfect. Oh, <laughs> but Shira's like, I think it's working. The sword's glowing. And then Glimmer like buys into it. She's like, yep. Yes, I'm definitely feeling it. Yep. And then Tora just throws the sword. Oh, then we have the voice cracking and it is the dumbest shit. And then we go back to the Fright Zone. <laughs> and Scorpius fixing the hole in the wall that Emily 
May. She's like, I don't think anybody will notice, really. And the bricks start falling back out. <laughs> I love that. She's like, well, you know, hold on. Let me go get my tool belt and I'll be able to fix this one right up. You know, you know, the gym teacher that, you know, fixes the basketball hoop. Yeah. Um, You know, climbs up there. She's like, don't worry. I'll be good as new in a second. Okay. And you're like, all right. Cool. Sounds good. Um, and I love that this is the thing, you know, growing up, you see it all the time in animation where like, you know, part of his background painting and you know exactly what parts what's happened because like the shading is different. So, you know, this is the part that's going to be animated. So something's going to happen, <laughs> you know, right. like the shading's a little bit different on the bricks that continuously fall out because obviously right. Scorpio is not rebuilding the wall. <laughs> you know, because you now she's trying. She's really putting in a good effort. Good hustle, Scorpio. Good hustle. <laughs> good job. Good job. Good hustle, but it's not working. Um, and Catra's like, you know, and Trapped is like, sorry about the wall. And Catra's like, do not worry about this. Like, this is cool. You did some really cool shit. Like, and is recognizing there is truth to this. Like, she's she's legit. Like, I'm fucking impressed. Like, you did all this shit on while living in the vents? Like... This is nuts. And Entrapta's is like, oh, yeah, totally. She keeps, you know, I love the visual gag of Entrapta just coming out of the shackles like it's nothing, coming down. And then when, like, yeah. Catcher looks at her, like, she doesn't even, she just, like, goes back in and is like, I mean, oops. Ooh, my bad. And she says, which hair piece was in the which thingy? <laughs> <I love laughs> like, how can I get back in this correctly? Right, because I'm doing this thing. And and uh, this is when Entrapta introduces the Horde to First One's tech. We, Hordak doesn't know about it, right? We're, we're under the impression Hordak does not know that there's First yeah, One's I mean, tech Yeah, I mean, I guess that they don't know yeah. any of them, right? And it's episode 10, which is like later in the first season, I would think, than I was expecting. Because I wrote down, like, it's episode 10 and Catra doesn't know what First One's tech is. Yeah. But then, I mean... I guess Adora just found out nine episodes ago. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So uh, we learned. So Entrapta uh, does a little um, a little exposition bomb here about what First One's tech is. Um, you know, if they could get her some, she would be able to kick all of the ass. And Catra's like, where do we find it? And Entrapta's like, I know how to find it. I've been tracking signals. There's a massive stash somewhere. And Catra has the little anime sparkly eyes. Completely loses her cool. Yep. And is like... She's like, where? And then she takes a second, calms herself down and says, I mean, where? Yeah, like, I'm cool. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Hair flip, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Lights a cigarette. Yeah, Lights a cigarette. <laughs> it's, she's having her Sandy at the end of Grease moment. Tell me about it, stud. You know? Exactly. Um, oh, yeah. I love how Entrapped is, like, when she gets excited, her hands, or her hair is hands here. There's, it's a lot. The scene yes. where her hair turns into hands, and it's really mm -hmm. fun. So she hands, you know, Catra, like, you know, the the tracker pad, you know, it's her, she gives her her iPad, and it's like, you know, I, I built this app, like... <laughs> find it and Akatra has no idea how to use it with this app you can locate other friends of Mara yeah oh <laughs> yo we need to write I mean I know yes I know that there are like specifically like you know queer dating apps but like friends of Mara as a dating app that would be pretty righteous uh, you know yeah should do that and be yeah, like find be find single Shira fans in your area you know <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Catra's like, 
She's like, this is fantastic. Hordak's going to finally realize that I'm better than Shadow Weaver. Scorpio's like, what comes after Force Captain? So <laughs> that's actually good. Like, we know Force Captain's a super high fucking rank. It's like a commander. Mm-hmm. Like, it is an elite thing. So, so far we've only seen Force Captain Scorpia, right? Force Captain Catra. Adora was was a force captain. And then do we see Octavia yet? I think we did. Okay. So we know we have force captain. Oct- or maybe we just heard about. Yes. Maybe we just heard her name. I don't think we've actually seen her yet until the next yeah. episode. But she's, she's a force captain. So she's force captain Octavia. But that's all we know for who force captains are, right? I think so, yeah. I mean, because we see other people that are like higher ranks than the cadets, but we don't see them as force captains. I guess until, is it remember when... There's that the blue dude is giving the force. Mm. You see a room full of force captains there in remember because they have force captain because there isn't there has to be enough for there to be an orientation. Right. Right. But it sounds like it's a pretty like it's not. I don't know. Like there's not there's not a ton of them. There's not a hundred force captains. There's like six. Right. Right, exactly. But there's, you know, there is, there are those six, and they probably have like, you know, sub sub force captains or whatever. I don't know. Right. I don't think they yeah. ever really explain team leads. Team leads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I feel like Lonnie is a team lead. Yeah, yeah, totally. Lonnie's project manager of of uh, her her triad. <laughs> <laughs> project manager Lonnie. Yeah, every <laughs> project manager Lonnie. Every triad needs a project manager. Yeah, so Katra's like, I don't know if I trust her, but you know what? She she knows shit and she's enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's worth a shot. Yeah. I'm going to go check this out and see yeah. what's up. And then <laughs> Trapped is like, oh, sorry, my bad, going back up. So, <laughs> And then we go back to Bright Moon where, you know, Adora is beating herself up. It's like, what good am I if I can't even heal one princess? And, you know, Angela comes in and pulls rank. How often do you think she pulls queen card? But based on the way that Bo reacts. Yeah. I don't think it's like an all the time thing. You know, yeah. I think I think she's pulled it a couple like she pulled it in the first episode where she's like Commander Glimmer. But like that was also like, you know, set up as a comedic misdirect. Right. Um, but I feel like in terms of like her, like pulling like the queen card, I don't think that's something she does. Yeah. Cause Bo is like freaked out by it. It's like, yo, your mom's, your mom's pulling the queen card. You know, you gotta go do this. We fucked up. We we (laughs) fucked up. I love that. That, yeah. Bo is just like, we fucked up. (laughs) And of course the entire time Adora is still She-Ra. Like... (laughs) She's like sitting there just being like, how could I do this? Bo's right. I don't have to use, you know, I don't know how to use my powers. And she, and Adora was like, you know what? The Horde was right about training. I'm going to go. This is probably one of my, my favorite part of the episode. There's this place Madame Rash showed me. It's some sort of a beacon, thus saying the title of the episode, The Beacon. Um, And then I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn my Shiva powers and then I'm going to heal Glimmer. And then Glimmer's like, great, I can come with you. And she's like, no, I have to do this on my own. And that dumb motherfucker jumps out the window. She just like, no thoughts, head empty, jumps out the window. She goes for it. Yeah, you know, that is like some like peak Gryffindor shit right there, right? She's just like, hold my beer, I got this, jumps out the fucking window like, ugh. And Bo's got her beer, and he makes her that she lands, okay? Yeah, yeah, he's like, I got your beer, dude. You're good. She's good, you know, and it's just You hear, like, some trees ruffle and, like, a... 
And then he's like, she's okay. So <laughs> dumb. So, and I, <laughs> this is probably, this is one of my favorite scenes in the entire show because it's just like, okay, I'll do this. Plunk. It's like, oh my God. There's a, yes. there's a running theory. Um, and it's, I don't remember if Noel kind of confirmed it or was like, this is definitely something that came to mind, but there's like a kind of a fanon, maybe canon thing that Adora, um, has ADHD. I mean, that would fucking track as Yo, right? someone with ADHD. Yeah, like both of us. Both of us are like, yeah, yeah you know, it's it's the impulse. It's like, this is a great idea. Here's a solution. Jump out the window. You know, right. like, go for it. Go for it. Let's do it. Um, And it's not like a, I'm not thinking it through. It's a, like, all of the thoughts just came to you at once and you can't filter mm-hmm. them. So you're just going to go do it and then, you know, figure it out as you go. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So Adora dumbasses out the window and we go back to the fright zone and Katra's packing up her bag. I love Katra. We see this is the backpack that uh Katra has in um Failsafe at yep. Heart too. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. I love it's it. Adorable. I love it. It's a little cute like little like little green square little knapsacky little like yeah like european schoolboy like mm-hmm. like get that that shit fucking buttons together yes yeah it's one of the fancy ones that buttons together you know has yeah. a sleeve for the tracker pad like you know yeah like it's dope it's a good looking backpack probably you know she could probably fit like some like i don't know some like trail mix and like analgene and like her keys like in her journal because i don't care what anyone says catra has a fucking journal Yo, catra totally has a journal oh man because you know in high school catra definitely listened to my chemical romance and 100 right like like catra was like that that angry emo kid who's like i love black parade more than my life <laughs> Um, uh, so Catra takes her notebook and her, you know, puts her My Chemical Romance shirt on and goes into the woods. <laughs> no, she's, Catra's like, I got a lead on this big thing. You know, I'm, you know, so Shadow Weaver catches her. She's trying to sneak out of, sneak out of the house. And Catra's like, I'm not going to tell you shit. I don't have to talk to you ever. Like, remember last mm-hmm. time you stole my idea? Didn't really work out. Well, this one's going to be better and you ain't going to steal it. And... Shadow Weaver's trash. Like, she's totally thrashed. Like, she's not doing great. And Catra, it, like, hits Catra, right? It hits her in the feels. Because, mm-hmm. like, even though Shadow Weaver is her abuser, there's still, like, she was her mom, you know? Like, right. Like, that is, like, her major, like, you know, the person that raised her and emotional support. And so she kind of, like, she gets tender, you know? She's like... Yeah. Don't worry about it. I've <laughs> I've got loads of being yelled at, mostly by you. You get used to it. <laughs> fucking Shadow Weaver, man. Like being the fucking bitch that she is. Right, she's such a bitch. She's like, I will not get used to mediocrity, and I certainly don't need your pity. And then does like this really classic, like it's a classic like abuser maneuver. Like I was hard on you. I won't apologize. I wanted you to be strong. I want you to prepare you for the world. Like building like somebody's emotional callus by, you know, is the thing that makes them like good enough to face a, face the world. And it's like, that is so in line with the stuff we were talking about in uh, Shadows of Mysticor. And we've continued to speak, talk about uh, regarding Shadow Weaver displaying the characteristics of a narcissistic parent. Um, and Catcher's like, well, yeah, well, fuck you. 
I'm strong yeah, now. Yeah, she pops right back. Yeah, she, right? She just pops she back. She pops right back. She's like, well, guess what? I don't fucking need you anyway, so goodbye. Yeah, so go fuck off. I'm trying to be nice to you. You suck. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go do me. And then we kind of cut. We cut to like, we cut back to Bright Moon. And <laughs> I have a note about this cut. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. My note is just. <laughs> Big old gaping vagina window. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we go head first in the big old gape. Wait, is that the one that Adora f- jumped into? Yeah, she jumped out of. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, it's just like that tracks. It's <laughs> vagina shaped. Yeah, no. And the way that the, I mean, there's a clit and everything. I paused it and stared at it for a good minute and was like, "This is a vagina." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, I paused it, I stared at it for a good minute, I have thoughts. And I guess that makes sense why Adora just jumped headfirst into it. Right. <laughs> She's like, this feels natural. Yeah, this is the right thing to do. Oh, oh, this is... <laughs> oh, this is nice, I like this. This is nice, I like this. <laughs> um. Meanwhile, back in Bright Moon. Through the vagina window. Through the vagina window, Bo and Glimmer are having biffle time. And, you know, Bo... Oh, Bo... Both just talking about how it's his fault. And if he hadn't gone with Perfuma, they wouldn't have been separated. And Glimmer's like, no, it's my fault. And <laughs> they're like, both, I love this interaction. Bo's like, you can't be sorry when I'm trying to be sorry. And Glimmer's like, yes, but your sorry is wrong and mine is right. <laughs> that is such a Glimmer thing to say. Yes. But it, mm-hmm. it's like full of love. And like, this is how grief... This is how grief hits, right? Like, everyone's thinking about their actions, what they could have done differently. Mm -hmm. I feel like Adora, her tendencies, it hit her a little quicker maybe than them as far as, like, as intensely in her verbalizing it. And it's now getting to the point where they're verbalizing it because Mm -hmm. they've been thinking about it for so long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that's so, like, it's so normal. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And like, oh, these poor kids. This isn't even the beginning of the trauma they're going to go through. Oh. Fuck. And in the very beginning of this scene, I have a very important note. Yes, please. Let's hear when, it. When he is, when Bo's standing up and he's saying, listen, Glimmer, I appreciate you trying, but you can't protect me anymore. And we have to tell your mom. It's just so quick. It's specifically him talking in that moment. Behind him, on the wall, Mm -hmm. there is, like, targets for them to hit when they're practicing. And one of them, instead of being a traditional target, Mm -hmm. is, like, an angry monster thing. Oh. (laughs) It's like, Mm -hmm. And it's got, like, cuts all over it. Mm -hmm. And it's so cute. And listeners, (laughs) I have dedicated my right arm... To I call it my spooky arm. Oh. And I'm only getting spooky tattoos on it. And I immediately was like, I should get this creepy monster oh. poster as a tattoo. Is that your Shira tattoo? Or are you thinking well, about getting I a mean, more? I mean, I wanna personally I want a Scorpia tattoo. If Obviously. anybody out there listening wants to design a Scorpia tattoo for me, I'm open to it. <laughs> y'all, y'all, you should do this. If you have a design for a Scorpia tattoo for producer Ashley, friend of Mara, please send it to heyadoracast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. But I just loved, I thought that the 
the poster was just so cute and it was very cut up like they mm-hmm. clearly mm-hmm. have chucked their swords and things at that mm-hmm. many a time <laughs> based on how many cuts were on it and it was just adorable and i loved it <laughs> oh i love that i will definitely have to go back and check that out and also the you know the, the vagina window um yes but uh, so here's where we find out that you know they love each other they're like you know what screw this let's just hug it out they love each other and glimmer like starts to glitch out and it passes into bow and Mm. he says it hurts so much hurts so much and she just grazes right on past that she's like oh as soon as it's over like she doesn't even care that he right she's like my mom she's just like whatever my mom yeah like no like oops sorry like are you okay like nothing Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's like, oh, fuck my mom. Let's glimmer. start a... F-. And I love that. Uh, not unlike our dear friend Seahawk, yes. her idea is to start a fire in the castle. Just a small one. Just a small one. And uh, <laughs> Glimmer, I, um, I'm i going to go out on a limb here. And Ashley, please correct me if you think I'm being a little too, a little too cautious with this. But I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I can't correct you because, as I said earlier, I think I am glimmers. <laughs> okay, you've done this before. I was like, yeah, just a little bit of fire. That'll work. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? I'm going to start a fire. It's like, um, <laughs> like a, there's a Simpsons, like an old Simpsons joke where, you know, everybody's like, hmm, maybe we can solve this with fire. Oh, what else can we do? I know fire. And it's like, no, not, not fire. <laughs> or Jason Mendoza, right, from The Good Place, who's like, you know, Molotov cocktails. Yes. <laughs> Whenever I get into trouble, yes. I, I throw a Molotov cocktail and then boom, I got two. <laughs> I got new trouble. I, that is not the exact quote. Um, but yeah, it's a very Jason Mendoza understanding of the world. Um, folks, also watch The Good Place. It is one of the best shows ever made. It is the right amount of incredibly stupid and incredibly smart. It is a fantastic show. Fantastic show. Uh, so now we got uh, Adora and Shira walking through the woods, looking for this beacon. She's lost in the woods. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, this looks familiar because I passed it an hour ago." She marks classic. it. You know, classic marks it. Marks the trail. Continues to march gaily forward throughout the Whispering Woods, trying to find the beacon. We get back to Bright Moon, where <laughs> I love this line. So they're having dinner, and uh, Angie's like, I gave the staff the night off so it could be us, and I made your favorite. And then she's like, well, I mean, I'd, I didn't make it. I had the kitchen make it. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, uh, I made you a little backtrack. Yeah, I made your favorite. Here's a pizza. I made your favorite. I ordered a pizza. You know what I mean? Or I made your favorite Chinese takeout. And it's like, that is my favorite. But I love that. And she's just trying to have a little mom time, you know? She's super concerned, with good reason, about her child. Yeah, and Glimmer is just checked out. Yeah, well, she's fine. She's fine, you know? She's fine. Glimmer's, Glimmer's fine. Glimmer's fine. Angela's like, you know, we haven't, we've hardly had a chance to talk since you have gotten back. And Glimmer's just like, well, you know, not much to talk about. And the way that she delivers it is just like such a slap. Like again, this is being yep. an adult, I guess, but like such yep. a slap in the face. 
Yeah. And Angela's like, are you fucking serious? You were kidnapped, you lost a friend, and you escaped. And then they, you know, they they really get into like a, this is like a, a such a mom fight, right? Like, Yeah, and a breakthrough moment. Mm-hmm, because Glimmer's like, I get it, I failed. Like, this is a real breakthrough. Right. You know, we, we see that Glimmer is actually, Glimmer is internalizing it and is like, I failed as a commander and as a daughter. Like, she's seeing, like, she's failing in both places. And, and uh, you know, and she's yeah. like, that's not what I'm, you know, and then glitch. And she does not. Uh, and <laughs> this is, like, such a sad moment, but I can't help but laugh that, <laughs> <laughs> that Angela just screams, stop, make it stop, as if Glimmer's doing it to herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's like, of course she would react that way, but also, like, <laughs> she would obviously make it stop if she could. Like, totally. I don't know. It just makes me giggle. No, totally. And it is like that, like, it's panic, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's raw panic. And this is what really pushes Glimmer, like, over the top. Don't yell at me. I've messed up. I'm a disappointment. And she shoves Angela. Yeah. Like, pretty hard. Yeah. And then, like, the this is the big dramatic reveal. And Trapta died trying to rescue me. The Princess Alliance is over. Shadow Weaver fucked me up. I'm sorry I can't be perfect like you. You don't know what it's like to be a screw-up. And Angela just jumps right back. And it's just, like, this is pushing both of their buttons. And she's like, I don't know how you feel. I got your father killed. I f- think this might have been the first time she's ever said that out loud. It feels like it, right? It really feels like it. She did say earlier, I believe in an earlier episode, that she led the attack that got Glimmer's father killed, but she's never said, she never said it from a place of, like, yielded from a place of guilt out loud. Right. And saying, and not saying that she led the attack, but saying, I got I did it. Micah yeah. killed. Yeah. yeah. I got him killed. The way that they do her face in that scene is very much like, oh shit, I said it out loud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I kind of got that impression too. I'm glad that we kind of like came to that as well. So, and then, you know, Angela comes kind of comes back down to earth and is like, relaxes and is like, oh, I ordered the battle that your father perished in. I've never forgiven myself. And Glimmer says, I didn't know that. So maybe it's the first time she said it out loud, but maybe not like... Right. Yeah. It seems like they've, it's probably never come up, especially if Glimmer was like super young yeah. when it happened. She's probably never asked too many questions about the bureaucratics of the war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She knows he died in a battle, but like. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, she doesn't. That's true. So they're, you know, they both have, they both have their guilt. They both have their trauma. They both have their shame um, about losing somebody and. Glimmers, of course, is manifesting in her powers, just literally glitching out. And then she says, why wouldn't you tell me you were sick? I was ashamed. I acted without thinking. I did everything that you asked me to. I teleported right into a trap. The alliance is over and I'm to blame. And she says, when she says that she um, acted without thinking, she says the exact thing you're always getting on to me about. Mm-hmm. Which is going to give Angela a little bit of clue into, you know, buttons she's been pushing that she didn't know she was pushing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so nice to be older and have this perspective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? True. So we have the parallel here of, like, you know, this is a parallel that we see drawn for a lot through the first season 
um, of Shadow Weaver Bad Mom, uh, Angela Good Mom, where, you know, mm-hmm. Angela is not a pushover. She has her, you know, she has her push and pull with her kid, but she's not being hard on Glimmer or hard to Glimmer, I guess I should say. Um, like, you know, Shadow Weaver's abusive, right? She's not doing it to make Glimmer strong, you know, like she has, she's very worried about her. And sometimes that manifests in a little bit more controlling, Mm -hmm. but it's not for her own gain, you know, or glory like it is with Shadow Weaver. It's because she genuinely loves and worries about her child who's a hothead and a commander of an art you know the armed forces of bright moon and like (laughs) and she's just trying to keep her safe she's just trying to keep her safe and she's not trying to like make her tough she's trying to keep her safe you know and she's she also deals with her own shit too you know like just like shadow weaver is just evil who i'm sure has her own reasons why she's a horrible person angela is also dealing with her own stuff about like she has her guilt the ally her alliance fell apart because um she failed and glimmer's like you feel like a failure and then angela kind of says a different thing than what you know shadow weaver said to katra angela is like don't make the same mistake that i did Instead of, I did this to make you strong. It's very much like, mm-hmm. so we're like, you feel like a failure. You know, they, they kind of like, they bond over it. Don't make the same mistake I did. I, it's essentially like, I believe in you. There's the rebellion done. When my daughter in charge, not a chance. She's like, we'll figure it out together. Uh, I know. It's such a good moment. It's such a good moment. This is when they both stop saying, I'm fine. You know, so everybody's vulnerable here. Everybody is recognizing and verbalizing that no, indeed, they are not fine. But they will be better and they'll work it out together. Then we go back to the Whispering Woods, and then we do some nice parallel cuts here between Shira, Dora, and Katra. Oh, what's this? Are, will their paths cross? Katra's kind of stalking in, following following her magical iPad, her Friends of Mara app. <laughs> Dora's just like walking around being like, I can find this, you know? I'm fine. I'm fine. She's, you know, she's lost. Catra's lost. She, Catra throws a, a fit, throws her iPad, can't find anything on anybody on her Friends of Mara app. She should have known better than to trust a princess. Gee, Catra. Uh, yeah, my notes just say, Adora, smash rock. Catra, <laughs> smash trackpad. <laughs> I don't even think there's anything symbolic there. It's just how these, like, these two crazy kids, like, just deal with shit, right? I mean, it's the Horde, right? Anyone in the Horde would just, like, smash something when they got frustrated, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Except maybe Scorpia, who just says, I've had a real challenge of a day! <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Sweet baby's gym teacher, Scorpia. And then, you know, Katra starts to feel weird in the woods. And then Adora's running to the- yelling to the spirits of the forest or whoever the fuck. And well, Shira is, and then she's like, "Just let me fix this." Much more like, "I can't let anyone else get hurt." Adora fixing everything. Adora, and she's like, "Fine, you want me to be weak? I'm weak. I'm afraid. I'm no good at this. I don't know any of this." Like, she stops saying she's fine as well, and she throws her sword away. And she throws her sword. Yep, she's vulnerable. She makes herself vulnerable, mm-hmm. which is the exact opposite of what Perfuma said in the beginning of the episode. Yep, we are learning. That perfume was wrong. And the exact opposite of the like rest of the show. <laughs> of the rest of the show, exactly. 
And this is, you know, we're kind of getting back on track with what the meaning of the show is, right? It's about love and mm-hmm. friendship. And, you know, once once you can rely on others, I guess in this case, the magic of the woods, I don't know what this part means, but it is very much, you know, everybody <laughs> stops saying they're fine. And when everybody stops saying they're fine, their path opens up to them. Yeah. So, you know, she finally looks up. There's a light. She goes through the, she goes to the beacon. Catra, meanwhile, is wrestling with her with her uh, <laughs> iPad. Um, the fucking app stopped working, but then she, like, there's a massive, like, shaft of light. She sees it and is like, or we could go here. And, and she sees Adora. And she sees Adora. Walking into it. Yep. And so we see Catra jump up in stalking position <laughs> very much, once again, like a cat ready to pounce on her prey, looking down, snarls. And this is my gayest moment because A, it's Catra and everything she does is the gayest thing ever. And she just goes, hey, Adora. And then credits. Yep. The perfect fucking ending. Fucking perfect ending. Gay. And promise is next. And promise is next, which, oh, my heart, my beautiful broken. Ugh, I love that episode so much. I know. Um, I know it's heartbreaking. I know. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Meth. What did we learn today? Boy, we learned a lot. We yeah? learned uh, not to hold in our feelings and our trauma, but to actually process it and allow others to help us process it. That's a really important lesson. Super important. And I feel like as someone who's about to be 30, I'm just now learning that. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Thanks, Cartoon, for prepping the next gen. Thanks, Cartoon. <laughs> Thanks, Cartoon, for making making healthy children make healthy choices about their emotional well-being. <laughs> yes. I love that. That's, that's a hell of a lesson. We also learned that if you ever can have a giant scorpion lady friend, she will protect you at all costs. <laughs> all costs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, folks, if you liked what you heard and you want to glitch out with us, you can like and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. You can also email us at heyadoracast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at heyadoracast. I have been making Spotify playlists for each episode. This week's playlist, The Beacon, is available on Spotify right now. You can find the link in the show notes or by visiting us at heyadora.gay. And remember, queer joy is radical. And queer love saves the universe. Woo!